We don't have to do it all. We don't have to keep putting up the chairs. Busy is not a badge of honor. It is a death sentence. Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Hello, and welcome back to Bloom. It is Monday, the first day of spring. It is still a little chilly in Kentucky, but the trees are starting to have some green on them, some pink on them. Um, They're starting to get some color, and I'm seeing yards that are already being mowed, which is one of my favorite things. I love the smell of fresh cut grass. I don't know that there's anything better unless you have allergies in Kentucky and then you probably hate that smell. But I do, I love a new season. I love a new season and what it brings, um, especially coming out of winter, you know, being hopeful for things that are to come. So that's always exciting. We've got longer days of sunshine. We sprung forward, which has been a little hard in our house, but I will take those longer days over, over any of it, but, um, it is nice. You know, you've got warmer weather, you've got kids are getting outside. You've just got the beauty of seeing the buttercups and the hyacinth starting to pop up and just buds on the tree and everything blooming, which you all know I'm a huge fan of. So, um, everything has its time, everything has its season. So I thought that that would be a good thing for us to talk about today as we go into spring. One of my favorite verses always reminds me of the first of spring. And so um, it also came from one of my favorite movies. So I'm going to share it with you all. Growing up, I used to love, love, love to watch Footloose. Um, It was one of my favorites. So I'm sure some of you listening may have never seen that or heard of that movie. But if not, I would encourage you to go watch it. It is definitely a classic. And if you have, then um, I'm sure you can totally relate. But The gist of the movie is that there's a guy named um, Ren. He's played by Kevin Bacon, and he moves to, he's a new kid in town. He moves to this kind of quiet town. It's kind of dead and really no life to it, but he moves to town, and he starts to crush on a girl. He starts to fall in love with a girl named Ariel, and her father um, happens to be the preacher who kind of runs the town. He kind of sets the tone, Um, but Ren decides that he is going to bring music and dancing and laughter and fun, some vibrancy back into this town. And there are so many good dance scenes in this movie. But Ariel, because of her father's strict wishes, because of his rules, um, because of what the town has set into place, she's not even allowed to, there's no dancing. There's no dancing at the halls. There's no dancing in schools. She's not even allowed to dance. She's not even allowed to listen to music or be caught dancing or or doing anything. Um, It's really kind of just kind of shut down. So there's this really pivotal moment in the movie when Kevin Bacon goes pretty much toe to toe with the town and most notably her father. And um, he, he brings out this verse, which is classic because here you have a preacher and he's just telling him with this verse that there's a time for everything. So the verse is from Ecclesiastes chapter three, and it says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which has been planted, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to mourn, a time to laugh, and a time to dance. So everything has a purpose. And I love that so much about this verse that it really does explain that you have both. You have, it's a yes and, it's not an either or. Everything has a purpose. Every season has meaning. 
And I believe that each season, you know, some seasons are hard. Some seasons are good. Some seasons are fruitful. Some seasons don't produce any fruit, but I do believe that each season will teach us something. And I think that each season is going to prepare us for the next. So when this episode airs, it is going to come out on March 20th, which is the first day of spring. So I just thought it would be a good opportunity for us to kind of just chat about, you know, seasons in general, and as we enter a new season to talk through what those various seasons look like in our lives and how we can be mindful to really be on the lookout for how they're shaping us and how they're preparing us for what's ahead. So a few weeks ago, I shared with you all that, you know, I feel like I'm definitely in this season of winter. Um, And winter is typically a good time for me. It's typically a time when I can go inward and I can focus and I can be um, intentional about my thoughts and what I'm doing. And and really before I start to go, go, go into the next season of spring and summer and fall, then I really have this time to kind of just chill. You know, it's, it's dark outside. It's cold. I'm usually indoors, which gives me plenty of time to think and reflect. But, you know, lately, instead of thinking and reflecting, I feel like I'm just being told no. I feel like I'm being told not yet. I feel like I'm being told just wait, not now. Um, and just no, just a complete no. Um, this is, it's been different for me. It's, it's been a, definitely a teaching season, definitely a time where I have probably thought more about the season that I'm in than, than ever. Um, you know, I've shared that I felt overwhelmed. I felt like every time I turn around, I'm just being rerouted on this path. And I feel like pivot should be my middle name right now, but you know, I feel like I've got a good plan in place. And then just out of nowhere, bam, you know, something happens or something reroutes me or something derails me or refocuses my attention somewhere else. And it's just, it's, it's not going as planned, which is I'm a planner. I like my list. You all know, I like to have things in order. So this is, this is out of order for me, but, um, you know, I feel like when you're, you know, when you're driving along and you've got your maps that you set in your car and you're going to a certain um, location and, you know, I feel like I'm just constantly being rerouted, recalculating, recalculating. I feel like this is almost a typical thing in my life um, these days, that it's just something that continues to happen over and over and over again. So I've started to get used to this redirection and expect that this was going to be my outcome. Like every time I'm going into something, I've started to build this expectation of it's not going to happen the way that I think it's going to. Something is going to to turn around, something's going to um, go in a different direction. That's typically been the case, but I'm kind of in this mindset lately of, okay, let's, you know, let's wait for the other shoe to drop. And so that's where my head has been lately. You know, one thing that I've started to challenge myself to do is instead of being in that mindset of waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting for an outcome that I don't expect, I've started to ask, okay, God, you are obviously trying to tell me something. You are obviously telling me no for a reason. You're telling me that my priorities need to shift. And, um, you know, I'm just been asking, what is it that you are trying to tell me or teach me in this moment? So I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I do a lot of sitting and I do a lot of thinking and I do a lot of praying because I don't know that I've gotten a direct answer. You know, it's not spelled out in bright, bold letters that are like clear. Yes, no, this way, that way. None of that. But I am getting subtle answers along the way. And each time that I'm redirecting, it is pulling me back to my center. It's it's telling me that I need to get back to those things that are most important to me, you know, those core things that are really at the heart and at the at the root of what I am and what I'm striving to do, you know, back to my faith, back to my family, back to myself, you know, those things that are so important to me. So I've had to pull back. I've had to say no more. 
I've had to say, not now. You know, I've had to say, go ahead without me. I have bailed on commitments. I've bailed on promises to others and to myself. But as hard as it's been, sometimes I'm starting to see that it does, like these seasons, like that verse in Ecclesiastes, it all has purpose. I'm starting to see that in those moments of feeling overwhelmed, in those times when I feel like I'm sinking, that I do need to refocus. I need to realign my priorities. I need to identify my top priorities and know that anything outside of that, I don't have the capacity to take on right now. You know, something that I go back to over and over and over again is just because you have the capacity to do it doesn't mean that you should. So just because you can, just because you've done it before, just because you're really good at it, and just because others see that that you are capable, this may not be your season. You may not be able to do it in this season. You may not be able to juggle as much as you could in the past. You may not be able to, to be everywhere like you used to be, because if you do that, it's going to pull you away from something else. So just because you have the capacity doesn't mean that you should. So to start, so that I didn't continue to feel overwhelmed, I had to go back to the basics. I had to go with the obvious, you know, what mattered most to me. And as I said a minute ago, those top three for me were my faith Number one, my, my family, number two, and myself, number three. It is that simple. So I identified those priorities and wrote them down on a piece of paper one night so that I could start to take action to begin to eliminate all those things that were getting in the way of those priorities. And as you listen today, I want you to think about the same thing. I want you to think about your top three. What would they be? And then think about what's getting in the way of those. If there is anything, maybe there's not, maybe you're in a season of, of growth and you're not in a, in a slow season or you're not in a season where you have to step back and slow down. You know, some of you may be in your growth season right now. I'm not, I'm not, I know that. So I want you to think about this as it applies to you. And if this isn't your, the season that you're in right now, go ahead and identify those, go ahead and know what those priorities are. Because when you do need to slow down, you do come out of that season. You can always come back to this. You can always come back and listen. You can always go back to those notes that you took and you can remember. So for me, in order to take action, I had to do those three things. Well, actually I did four things. I've written them down here to share with you all today. But the first was identify those priorities. What what are those core things that are at the very root and center of Bridget? And that was my faith, my family, and myself. And my faith, that is my fuel. It is what keeps me grounded. It's what keeps me centered. It's what keeps me humble. You know, I've realized that when, when I lack in my faith or when I lack in my spiritual practices, that I'm out of alignment big time. I'm not in the right frame of mind to make good decisions. I'm not in the right mind to give myself the way that I should to others. Um, I'm pretty much selfish and just wandering around aimlessly, just doing what I want. So it's not, not a good spot for me. I have to be grounded in my faith and that comes first. Number two is my family. You know, they are, they're my why. They are the reason that I want to show up and be better. They're the reason that I want to set that good example. They're the reason that I get up and do what I do every day because I want to show them that they can too. You know, they are everything to me. And if that, whatever's happening inside with, with my, my home and my core and my people, if that isn't thriving, nothing else matters. If that's not good, nothing else matters. So the third thing is myself. And I don't want this to sound 
selfish. You know, I've talked about my faith and how I can be humble and selfish, but I don't want it to mean in the sense of me before you, but I mean that in the sense of, I know for me, if I don't take care of Bridget, everything else is going to fall apart. I'm going to be cranky. My time that's spent with my children, with my spouse, with my other relationships, all those are going to suffer. If I don't take time to reset and know when I need that reset, I stay so wound up and so uptight. It's not good for anybody. And that could be as simple as just telling my husband, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to walk for 20 minutes and then I'll come back. Or it could be telling my girls that I just need time to myself. They don't have to follow me everywhere throughout the house. I need space and space is okay. It is necessary and it's needed. And there's nothing wrong with asking for it. And there's nothing wrong with knowing that you need it. So now that I've identified my top three, I want to talk through my next step with you. And that was to look at those things that that kept popping up that were keeping me from my number one, that were keeping me from those priorities. What was getting in the way of that? What were those things that were keeping me from my faith, my family, and myself? And the first thing that I identified, which is something that I'm doing for Lent, one thing that was getting in the way of my faith was my phone, social media, the time that I was spending on my device. And I can tell you that, that this was a big one for me. You know, I would get up in the morning to have my morning routine and spend time with God. And I would realize that here I've been responding to text messages, doing a grocery order, adding money to my kid's lunch account for 30 minutes, and I've missed out on time to cultivate my faith. So during Lent, I've taken a break. I've said no. I said, I'm putting this aside. I've deleted my apps. I'm only getting on there. I have a girl who helps me with my social media. I'm getting on there to respond to messages and that's it. Anytime that I'm inclined to reach my phone, anytime that I'm inclined to hop on social media and see what everybody else is doing, hope you guys are having fun. Hope everything's okay for you. But when I have that tendency to do that, I just, I stop and I pray. And it is the first few weeks it was pretty embarrassing how often I would go and reach for my phone. If I was sitting in the drive-thru, if I was sitting um, in between my day, just that dead space when I was bored or trying to wind down for bed at night, I just go to sleep. I just say my prayers and I fall asleep saying my prayers. So it's completely changed for me. So that's one example of knowing that that was something that was getting in the way. Another example keeping me from my um, one, two, and three was just overcommitment. Saying yes to all the things, only to feel depleted and exhausted, it got me nowhere. So in my pursuit of making everybody else happy and telling them, oh, yep, sure, I got it. I'll be there. I'm your girl. I was saying no to myself. I was saying no to my people. You know, and we should aim to, to, to disappoint them the least. You know, our people, those, those that are in our tight center circle, we have to know that when we say yes to something, We're saying no to something else. And that had been my family. So that was one of those things that I had to recognize that I needed to do less of to quit telling them no. So I had to take note of what those things were in order to reprioritize those things in my life, which brings me to my next action item. And that was for me, the season that I'm in is starting to take down some chairs. One of the best books that I read in 2020 was called Present Over Perfect by Shonda Nequist. And there's a chapter that she talks about in her her book. And it's around the idea of you've put up the chairs. 
in this, in this chapter, she's talking with her husband and they're talking with another pastor. One is a, a younger, um, newly passed new pastor. And there's kind of a seasoned older pastor there. And this young pastor is talking about his church and how it's grown and just, it's phenomenal. It's just exploding and they're busting at the seams. And, um, this seasoned pastor says, but what are you going to do about it? And so the younger pastors like, what do you mean? What am I going to do about it? You know, I'm, he's proud of what has been built, but he's on the other hand, he's so overwhelmed on how big this church has become and how many people are there and the number of services that they've had to add in the space and they're running out of space and says, I, I didn't have anything to do with it. And the season pastor comes in and says, yeah, you did. You kept putting up chairs. And that chapter hit me so hard when I read it because there was a point in my life where I continued to put up chairs and just kept putting up chairs and putting up chairs and we put up all these chairs in our lives, you know, we're forming them. Me, I'm putting them in nice little neat rows. And then I don't understand why I feel so overwhelmed and out of control. I don't understand how it happened. But slowly over time, we do this to ourselves. We allow these things to pile up, but slowly over time, we did it to ourselves. We allow these things to pile up little by little, day by day, until we can't manage the growth. And we wonder, what I didn't do anything. What happened here? We don't understand why our priorities are out of whack and why we're so exhausted. We have another option. We can choose not to put up more chairs. We can recognize that where we are right now is good, and we don't need any more. We have a choice. So for me, I'm taking down chairs. I'm saying no to more, and I'm being okay with no being a complete sentence. And that's it. I don't owe an explanation. I don't have to make up an excuse and say a little white lie. It's just a no. You had a friend invite me to an event this weekend and I just politely declined. You know, you can still say no and be nice. Being honest is still cool. I promise. I was honest and I just said, I'm sorry, it's not my thing. And in this season that I'm in right now, being present with my people, that's first. And there is nothing wrong with that. And you know what? It felt pretty darn good. It's felt really good lately to be saying no a lot. Because I know, I know I'm clear on where I need to be. I know that for a fact. So everything else can fall into place. We don't have to do it all. We don't have to keep putting up the chairs. Busy is not a badge of honor. It is a death sentence. There is no achievement that comes from being busy. My last action item that is is really critical to ensuring that one, two, and three stay intact, and that is to set boundaries and to be disciplined. Those two go together. If I don't set boundaries for myself and know what my weakness is, if I don't recognize, okay, my phone is my weakness. If I don't identify that weakness and I don't find a solution on how to reroute that that enticement, that temptation that, that I have to pick that up, to, to let it interfere with my morning time, to let it interfere with time that I need to be spending with my kids, conversations that I need to be having with my husband. If I don't recognize what that weakness is and set those boundaries and say, I'm only going to use my phone during this time, or when we have dinner, no electronics at the table, or when I'm doing my morning routine, I don't bring it in there. It doesn't come with me. If I don't set those boundaries, and if I'm not disciplined, I'm going to fall right back in the trap of just that spiraling out of control and giving in. And sometimes I have to prepare some scripts. If I'm, if I'm telling people, no, there's, I like to be prepared in the marketing uh, world that I live in every day. You know, we, we like to talk things through and we have 
scripts and messaging prepared. And a lot of times I have to do this in my real life too. I have to have in my mind what I'm going to say and know what my response is going to be. So that when I'm asked, I'm not tempted to give in. I'm not tempted to say, okay, sure, I'll do it. I can, I can put the kids down and then I'll be out. It's just a no, like be confident in your answer. Understand that you are serving those top three and anything outside of that. It just doesn't, it doesn't matter right now. It's easy to think that when you're, you're on a roll and things are going really smooth and you've been really disciplined so far that things are good and there's no chance that something's going to come up. You've, you've been, you've been committed, you have set those boundaries. And I just want you to be aware that there could be something around the corner. So be prepared because there could be something that's going to try and trip you up. So make sure that you have those boundaries in place and make sure that you are disciplined and that you are prepared for what's ahead. So right now I'm just in, it's this season of slow for me, a season of slow and saying no. And I've tried to carve my own path and I've tried to go hard. And each time I do, I get set back down. I do. I've recognized that enough now to know that fast and furious is not the season that I'm in right now. It is not growth season for me. You know, I've recognized that this is resting season for me. This is a time to be still. This is a time to be present. And it's a time for me to, to be with my family and to get ready for what's ahead. And I don't know what that is, but I do know that I have clearly been asked to be still. So I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to listen because I'm, I'm praying that there's something big. I'm praying that there is, you know, this great season of growth. That's what we all want, right? You know, and I know that in order to be ready for that, that in order for me to show up in full force when the time is right, I have to rest. I have to be still or else I'm not going to be ready. So we have to appreciate where we are in whatever season we're in and know that each season serves a purpose. Each season is trying to teach us something. Each season is essential. Even when it's dark, even when it's hard, even when we don't understand, even if it's not what we had planned, even if it's not what we had on our roadmap. My daughter bought this little terrarium for her room and she filled it with potting soil today and had glitter and seeds in it. And she planted everything in there and she came in and she showed it to me. And I said, don't forget to put some water in it so the flowers can grow. And she said, oh no, they're never going to grow. I planted them too deep and I'm going to have to redo it. And she showed me how deep she had planted it. And I assured her that I promise it's going to grow. You just got to add water and you've got to wait. And it reminded me of another favorite saying that I, I love And it says that sometimes we think that we've been buried, but we've actually been planted. And this is like our lives. You know, we have to water it. We have to wait. We have to let it grow as it's supposed to, when it's supposed to. So during this time of waiting and rest and preparation, we have to build the necessary skills and the practices that are going to take us into the next season. We have to be ready to tackle that When the time comes, we have to know that where we are now, that's actually cultivating who we will be in the next season of our life. We have to be patient, which I'm learning. We have to be still. That's a big one for me as well. And probably the most important is that we have to trust. We have to trust that what we are experiencing right now is temporary and it's also necessary. One of my readings during Lent was about trust. And this has been a big one for me this year. If you've probably heard me talk about it some, but, um, you know, just letting go and trusting God. One of the readings one day that I read talked about trust and it gave it 
a whole new meaning, a whole new perspective for me. And I thought I would share it with you all today, but it's that oftentimes we, we think of trust as in the circumstance, you know, we, we trust that things will, will work out. We, we trust that things will turn out. Okay. We trust that we'll be okay, that there's better ahead. But what it said was that when we trust, we shouldn't trust in the circumstance. We trust in a person and that person is Jesus. And we know that he knows what we need for the journey ahead. And we know that he's going to give us what he knows we need, not what we think we need. And that's where I've been at this whole time. You know, I think I need this. I think I need these things, but he's over here saying, nope, you really don't have any idea what you need, Bridget. I know what you need. So it's that, that trust and trust is a person. It's not, it's not a circumstance. And the season of my life has been, it's been like any other season that I've experienced. It's been, it's been trying and it's been tiring and it's been humbling all the same time, but I'm learning to, to trust and know on the other side of it, it's all going to be worth it, you know, because there is a purpose for every season under heaven. And I hope I'm going to be dancing soon, just like Kevin Bacon. So just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being on this journey with me and walking with me this week. Um, and every week you have no idea how much it means to me. And I know that I am so blessed by each of you and I pray that you are blessed as well. So happy first day of spring. I hope you appreciate this season of life that you're in right now as you prepare for the next. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week. So until next time, I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.